Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Hey, everybody. I recently read uh, Cicely Tyson's book, Just As I Am. And in her book, she describes self-destructive behaviors as conscious or subconscious uh, reflections of the self-worth of the individual. Uh, Basically saying the pain they cause in themselves outwardly mirrors the pain that they are inwardly feeling or what they what they value themselves as what 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 the. appraisal of themselves would be at that moment. And I thought about it and I'm like, well, uh, I, I kind of have to agree because it's logically speaking, what type of person would harm themselves if they felt that they were worth, worth something more than harming? Like you, you treat the outward things kind of like, like if you, if you kick, you know, your cat or your dog, then, you know, you kind of don't, value them as much as you should if you would kick them and same same thing if you were to kick yourself same deal you can't value yourself that much to kick yourself or to harm yourself and what kind of spoke to it she said even consciously and subconsciously and I kind of thought about that when you subconsciously harm yourself uh by being excessive with your behaviors and that could be anything um you you have to and I think you should assess your self-worth. What do you feel about you? And it's very interesting. Um, for a large portion of my adult life, I've kind of pondered what what identity is. Who are you? What do you mean? Where's value from? And I, I don't know that if it's I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but um, I've come to some pretty decent uh, conclusions and I talk about them pretty often in different different formats. Um, what's interesting is that, uh, my wife, my wife worked, used, well, still does, but worked for a nonprofit that, um, did retreats for teenagers and young adults, college age, uh, kids and adults and stuff. And they have, a a thing where they have them look into a mirror and talk about what they see. And the interesting part, not surprising though, but the interesting part is, how many people have difficulty uh, looking at themselves because they have such a, a poor self-worth? They have such a poor value of themselves. And I don't think all the time that it comes from your outer surroundings. I could be wrong. I'm not a psychotic, psychiatrist or a, a psychology major even. Um, but a lot of times that worth is not from someone telling you, oh, you're, you're terrible, you suck, or whatever, you could just be comparing yourselves to what you imagine uh, greatness would be or success would be. 
And I think that people do that often, but the interesting part is that for teenagers, it seems to be much more real because I, I don't, I couldn't speculate why I get, well, I could speculate and I will right now, uh, why it would be, um, that way for teenagers. And I imagine that perhaps it's because you don't have, you know, all the disposable income that you might as an adult, you don't have, uh, the people affirming you like, like adults often do. Although I can say that in the case of social media now, now you can get those affirmations through, uh, follows or likes or, you know, hearts or what, what have you, you can get those affirmations, but it works kind of twofold. Cause I imagine that for every positive affirmation that you get, there's gotta be a negative one that probably weighs even more for whatever reason on how you feel about yourself. And it's just interesting that, uh, that she would have, she would have that perspective about even the smallest, uh, subconscious dig to yourself is a reflection of your self-worth. So I guess for me, I always, I always analyze why did I do these things and why do the things that make me upset or bother me, why do they bother me? It's okay to be upset or bothered, but it's not okay to know, to not know the reason. You have to, and I believe that for me and everyone, you have to analyze yourself and dig deeper. And you can't just say, oh, because they suck. That's why I don't like this person or that person or this group or that group. Find out why. What's the real reason? Why do they suck? Keep asking the questions to get you to the the root cause of what the real issue is. And oftentimes for me, if I dig deep enough, I can find find the truth of it and I can I can work from what the truth of it is. Because when you find the real truth of it, you can deal from that. But if you're you're just talking about, you know, the symptoms of it, you can't cure the disease if you're if you're just addressing symptoms only. Symptoms only. So I think that uh, it's it's necessary for me to analyze why I feel what I feel about myself. And I think that was one of the interesting things about they tell you um, when you accept salvation, believing in make you make the profession of uh, Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And you believe that he was uh, crucified and resurrected and rose on the third day. When you believe that and you make that affirmation statement and you make that faith walk and you uh, accept baptism, uh, you take your first communion, all, all those things. When you make those those faith walk steps, what you learn is, or what I learned as I began to study my Bible, is I thought that, you know, the world would open up and, you know, Jesus would miracle my, my life down the, the, the golden highway. And what I found was the first things that I saw was me. I recognized me. I recognized myself in the things that I thought were great and the things that I didn't think that were so great. I recognized the value of who I was. I recognized the value of the people around me. I recognized where I had some some real major uh, areas that need to be cleaned up that were causing me big problems. And I realized that no one could clean them up but me. And I could not do that alone without guidance. I recognized that there were 
lots of different options I could take, but a lot of them weren't going to get me to where I said I wanted to be. So I learned all those things. But what what was necessary, I, I believe, was that I had to see me. I had to see me for what I was. I had to look at myself and talk about what I felt when I saw myself and then get rid of all of the all of the crap about that, all of the lies about myself that I believed or that perhaps I was told or whatever the case may be. But you have to address yourself head on and get rid of the lies. And how, how do you get rid of the lies that you tell yourself, the, the negative internal voice that speaks to you? For me, the answer to that was uh, sometimes to write out what the, the negative statement was and then kind of refute it with what the truth was. Uh, and if it was, you know, something that was negative, that was absolutely true that I couldn't refute, I would change it. I can change that behavior and then make it untrue. Or, you know, sometimes if it got real bad, I could answer out loud. And like (laughs) that to me, that, that worked sometimes too. It didn't happen often, but sometimes you could answer out loud. You don't have to yell it at the top of your lungs, but if you need to, you should, I think. You need to express yourself to yourself to get over whatever those negative thoughts were. And it's interesting for me because I learned so much about myself and I learned so much about uh, human nature because a lot of the things that I learned about myself were the same things that other people had been going through and were the same resolutions that other people had come to when uh, dealing with themselves. So it was just interesting because I imagined that I would learn so much about, you know, God and so much about, you know, the, the early church and all this and all that. But the focus and the pri- the primary focus, and I would say almost 90, 90 or better percent was focused on me and how I interacted with myself and then how I enter, how God, how God operates in that mix of how I view myself and how. I how I want to be viewed and how how I think about the value that people give to me versus the value God gives to me and the value that I believe out of both of those. The third being myself. What do I what do I believe out of all those? Because you can hear you know what everyone else says, but what do you believe out of those things? So I think that it was it was necessary for me to have those um, those assessments regularly. And I still do. I have those assessments of myself very regularly so I can so I can at least pinpoint why I may not be hitting the marks that I want to hit or why why I feel negative or what whatever the situation may be because I believe that there's for me there's a standard that I want to maintain and I don't have to lie to do it. I don't have to to fool myself or trick myself to do it. I think there's a standard that I want to maintain in regard to peace of mind within myself. And I can, I can set that and and meet that by having those, those objective analyzing sessions of myself. What do you believe? What do you think? How do you feel? What do you feel about this person feeling this way about you? What do you feel about how you, uh, repaired this mistake that you made? What do you feel about these unresolved issues, unresolved mistakes? What do you feel about people who have wronged you? What do you feel about the people who you have wronged? How can you correct those things? Just, just talking about all those things and just working through those things, it, it, it helps you to develop a, a thicker skin. It helps you to develop empathy. It helps you to develop patience. So for me, 
all of those things were absolutely necessary. And I think about that in regard to um, how you value yourself. And it's interesting even in regard to, uh, like I said, my wife working with the, the teenagers and the young adults, college age adults, how what happens is the things that you learn as a kid, if you don't correct those behaviors or if you don't correct those those thought patterns, you can spend the rest of your life in a in a spiral that doesn't seem to let you out, that doesn't seem to to ease the foot off off of your neck to help you see that there's something better about tomorrow. And it's not because there's a, a lot of money waiting on you or there's beautiful men or women waiting on you. It's because you're you're worth being here, that you have value existing. And I think you find those things when you find something that you find something that is higher than yourself and you find uh, a value that is greater than just what you see about yourself or what you've been told. Um, one of the people that I quote very often, the person that I I, I admire greatly, uh, Reverend James Stewart, who's my uncle, but he said that um, the greatest deliverance that you'll ever have is the deliverance from people. And that is to say the greatest breakthrough that you'll have is when you stop allowing the words of people to dictate your actions or your emotions. People will still say what they want to say and think what they want to think, but you don't have to bow down to those ideas or embrace them as your own if they don't fit you. And it's it's interesting because it makes, makes me think of a scripture that uh, says, I believe it was David who said that uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And he was speaking about because of his relationship with God. And I think it's the same thing that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Now, it doesn't mean that the weapons won't be formed, which is to say people can still say whatever they feel about you or the decisions you've made or where you are in your life or what what your thought process process is or what you feel about other people, whatever. They can think or say all of those things. That's the, the formed part of it. But the prosper part is it doesn't have to take root in your life and make you take action or feel emotions as a result of it. That's the they shall not prosper part. So if you take if you take the um, take the, the viewpoint of I'm going to analyze myself and be honest and find out what what the root of me is. I think you can have a fantastic breakthrough and to the point that uh, Cicely Tyson was talking about, I do believe that even subconscious behaviors that are negative or destructive about yourself, you have to, you have to address because that does mean perhaps I don't, I don't value myself as I should. And what's a proper way to value yourself? Have these checks and balances so you don't get too high and mighty and you don't get too, too down and low. So you can have balance and you can understand where you fit in this world and what you possibly could do to add to the world or add to your personal life and the lives of those people who are around you. So those are my thoughts for today. You guys take it easy. Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one-upping itself. Most reliable based on Roots Metric US report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines.